welcome to Fiercely Freelance, the no BS podcast for freelance women that brings you hot business, marketing and mindset tips every week, as well as raw and inspiring stories from real freelancers. I'm your host, Seals Lockley. I'm a former freelancer and expert digital marketer of 20 years, and I'm here to help you discover how to create and grow a freelance business that puts your desires and needs first connects you to a true sense of purpose and gives you a sustainable income. If you want to feel confident, calm, but also seriously fucking fierce as a business owner, I've got you. Hello, hello, loves. Welcome back to the show. We are here for another episode this week of my Frankly Freelance series, where I get to chat to freelancers on the ground who are doing all the things that you're doing, and you can hear their stories and their experiences. And hopefully, those stories and experiences are going to inspire and help you along the way. I'm really excited today to be joined by a lovely Tasman Lofthouse who is a freelance copywriter and content marketer. She's the founder of Fika Digital. And Tasmin is, by day, um, she helps business owners and entrepreneurs attract, nurture, and convert their ideal audience through the powers of purposeful content and copy. And by night, she can often be found embarking on adventure, eating cake, or spending time with her dogs, where she's based in Ribble Valley near Preston here in the UK. Welcome to the show, Tasmin. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to dive in and have a good hearty chat with you. Fantastic. Well, I just love having these chats. I think it's so important that we have an honest, open conversation about freelancing and all the different facets of it. So can you take us all the way back to when your freelance journey began, Tasmin? Oh, yes, of course. So I think... Freelancing as an abstract thought for me, it's always been one of those things where you know when you're you're going into the world of work and you're thinking, I don't really want to work for somebody else. That's always been a constant for me. But I went into the world of work and I did work for other people. Um, I got experience working in kind of global manufacturers to small startup companies. So kind of experienced both sides, but somewhere that's very corporate and very polished, moving to somewhere where there are no rules whatsoever and it is chaotic 24-7. Um, and then in December 2019, I can get my years right. In December 2019, two days before Christmas, I was brought into the office at my current role. Um, and it's a role where I wasn't very happy at the time. Um, but nonetheless, I was turning up, doing the work, putting in the hours. Um, and two days before Christmas, they brought me in and let me know that they were making me redundant in that moment. Wow. What so, a Christmas present. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I thought. I'd actually tried to get the day off as well. They were like, oh, no, we really need you to come in that day. Oh. Like, oh, that's why. But it was a Monday. And I remember the day before on the Sunday evening, I turned to my partner and I went, they're bringing me in tomorrow. They're going to make me redundant. So quarter past nine, sat down, had the meeting, got told my position was no longer needed. They were scrapping off e-commerce. They'd already pulled all the marketing budget. So I already knew they were scaling it back. Um, so they didn't need a marketing manager at all. So I kind of had that conversation and messaged my partner like, I knew it. I knew it was happening. So yeah, 
December 2019, I went into the Christmas period with no idea of what my future looks like. And I actually found it really exciting. I was really excited by this prospect of going, ooh, I've got nothing lined up. Like, I can just do the things I want to do. And for a while, like most people who are probably getting into freelancing, I'd had these thoughts where I'm going, right, I'd love to build up my own bank of clients and work with companies and work on a freelance basis. But how do I do it? Maybe I can like pick some up in my spare time and then drop down my full-time job to part-time and balance the two. And, you know, this like conversation we have of ourselves where we try and have the best of both worlds and we try and transition gently. I'd had these conversations with myself. And then I guess in December, 2019, the decision was made for me that in actual fact, enough dreaming about it you've got no choice but to go and do it now. So yeah. look, a nice, long, fun Christmas break where I had no worries, didn't have to worry about turning up to work in January. And then in January, when it came to kind of everyone going back to the office, I sat at my desk at home and opened my laptop and went, right, let's do this. <laughs> let's go freelance. <laughs> let's go for it. Yeah. Um. So that's where my freelance journey started. And I very much have Twitter to thank for the start of kind of where the first influx of clients came from. Because that day when I was made redundant, I fired out a tweet, as you do, like, just been made redundant. If anybody knows of anybody looking for marketing support, send in my way. Um, and I was very lucky in the way that that got a lot of traction. And I got a lot of responses off the back of it. So when I sat at my desk in January, I had a nice little pile of leads and people I could have conversations with. And that's where things began. So January 2020, I officially started freelancing. And then in March 2020, the world officially went upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't it? Um, yeah. And like the pandemic ensued. But again, for me, I think... I was very lucky. Um, I managed to main, like keep hold of my clients during the pandemic. And because it happened during my first year of business, whilst I wouldn't recommend this to anybody, I think for me, the fact that with COVID, you had no social life, like your social life was stripped away from you. So for me, that meant my life was work. There wasn't anything else I could be doing other than working because I couldn't go out anywhere I couldn't see people but my work was at home and I could do that still so I think for that first year of business the pandemic was probably a blessing for me because it meant I could really focus in on work focus on getting my freelance business off the ground without burning myself out at the same time mm, yeah I think a lot of freelancers found that it was a really good focus period and yeah. just get like you say gives you it get, well, it gave you the space to focus on starting an online business, a remote business, without the pressures of all the real life stuff. Yeah. Which can be, as you say, a little bit overwhelming in the beginning. Yeah. So kicked off the business, started picking up some clients, got things going. And you now have Fika Digital. Um, how did you sort of arrive at that kind of name and having a sort of agency when when did that come around yeah. for you 
Yeah, so when I first started, very much obviously starting out in the freelance space, I was tiptoeing into it, even though I'd got thrown in the deep end. I was still, let's give it a go. Let's see if it works. No pressure. Give it three months. If it works, great. If it doesn't work, I can find a job. Um, So when I first started, I actually started out under the name of Grandiose Days, which is the name of, I used to have a blog, so it was the name of my lifestyle blog that I had. Um, And it felt like that was already a space I had online. And it felt seamless to kind of just transition that into being my freelance business page because it was active, it was bringing people in, and I had a platform there to use. And about a year into being freelance, I'd realized, you know what, this is going well for me. I enjoy being freelance. It's time to actually get my ass into gear and think about what my business actually is, which is where I realized I needed to move away from just using this entity that had been there at the right time for me to set in something up that was officially for my freelance business, which is where Fika Digital came about. And funnily enough, the name Fika Digital, I think it was, I was looking at this recently, I think it was about September 2019, I'd actually, so before I even went freelance, whilst I was still working at this company, I'd actually set up an Instagram page and started having a play around of a website for Fika Digital. So the name had always been in the back of my mind. Um, and it was something that I really connected with. So for kind of anyone who doesn't know, Fika is a Swedish word. And I don't have any Swedish roots. So if anyone's Swedish, I apologize if I am butchering things or getting it wrong. But essentially, Fika is this break in the day where you break away from your activities, you break away from work, and you go and enjoy sweet treats, pastries like cinnamon rolls, and coffee with friends and other people and it's a nice social activity it's the most civilized thing ever isn't it it's like and when you're in sweden you're like what are we doing fika oh great okay let's go and drink coffee and eat cake what is it like mid-afternoon and then there's another one like another time of day yeah it's amazing great something that we all need (laughs) (laughs) yeah but like i mean first of all i love cake so that was a big (laughs) brainer yeah big tick there fika digital cake of course. But secondly, it was this idea of connection that I kept getting drawn to with Fika. This idea that it's stepping away from that hustle and bustle, which from doing freelance for a year, I'd kind of realized, okay, this business ownership world is chaotic and you are juggling so many things that I felt like Fika was a really nice way of representing leaving all that shit behind like dropping not dropping all those plates but just kind of putting them down for a moment stepping back and having this huge like breath of fresh air where you could just take a moment to breathe and get your thoughts together but not to have to do that alone to be doing that with somebody else which is what I wanted Fika to be I wanted to be kind of that marketing best friend who's going to step in and go, you don't have to do this on your own. You don't have to figure it out by yourself. I'm going to help you through it. So Fika Digital was soft launched um, in June 2021 as a limited company. Um, But I didn't fully 
launch it until November 2021. So it's still very much early days. We've officially passed the first year, but the first year of this is action, I've been working on Fika Digital is just around the corner. So like a month, two months away. So what's the big difference for you for between running, say, as a freelancer, which you kind of described as a little bit chaotic and a bit hustle, like there's a lot of hustle that comes with that. And this creation of this agency, which, you know, the aim is to, it sounds like the way you kind of styled it and the way that you approach it is that, that it's kind of more of a, you know, to your clients and also to you, it's sort of this peaceful, calm, uh, helping hand, you know, good, good supportive relationship with your clients. So what is the big difference if people are listening and like, what, I don't understand like the difference between being freelance and then setting up like a, an agency in quote marks, what is the main difference in your mind? Yeah. So for me, the change from freelance to Fika Digital and particularly Fika Digital as an agency came from two places, I guess. The first was wanting something that seemed more official I felt like with the freelance business, I was getting some clients, getting some leads, but not necessarily always at the price point or the level that I wanted. And I felt in order to, in order to cross over to that next step, having this polished business, this polished agency would help me get there. And then the second point was also with the fact that probably because I was taking clients on at such a low price point, I was taking on a lot of clients at a time. And I was having to juggle so many things, which is where this these feelings of chaos came in, that when setting up Fika Digital, I also wanted to build a team as well. So I wanted to move from working on my own as a freelancer under a freelance name that had had a really squiggly life journey and had been a, quite a few things in its time to move into an agency model where it would start out as me to begin with, but it'd be this shiny looking entity that eventually would be me and other people as well. Um, And at the time of moving over to Fika Digital, I had a team of subcontractors that I was working with. So it was like a team lance agency model where there was me on the books officially full time. And then there'd be up to four subcontractors who I would be working on with certain projects, certain clients as and when there was capacity for them. And that was kind of the main difference for me was just making sure that it wasn't just myself that was working on it and that it had the integrity and the quality that potential clients I wanted to align with were looking for. Um, But obviously, as you know, that didn't last forever, that direction. (laughs) So for context, everyone who's listening, uh, Tasman and I were talking about the fact that in on Instagram before we arranged this interview, the fact that um, I also went from having an agency and kind of leaving it behind um, and kind of going back to being just me. Um, I really like the way you described your team as Team Lance. Um, I did exactly the same thing. I had about six freelancers working with me. And it's just, yeah, it's just very, very interesting, this conversation, because I think, I think like there's a few things you said there. So the first thing is that you felt that you needed to set up kind of an official entity. Yeah. And the almost, you know, 
the limited company, the fancy, you know, agency name, you know, looking like you're more than one person. Why do you think that freelancers feel this pull to do this? Obviously, I have my own thoughts on this, but I'd love to hear yours. Yeah, it'd be nice to see if we're aligned on this. Um, Mm. Honestly, there is so much external noise. There is so many other people telling you how you should run your business that you go, oh shit, I'm doing it all wrong. That's what I need to do if I want to be successful. Obviously, through trial and tribulation, testing things out myself, I know that's not the case. But in that first year where you're getting started, you've not got a, here's your guide to going freelance. There's no, there's no manual. There's nothing to... There's nothing to go off. So you're just relying on your peers and the people who you look at go, they look successful. They look like they're doing really good. And you're listening to what they're saying. So that plants seeds in your mind as to how you should be running a business. So in that first year, I was getting bombarded with all these messages. Like the only way to scale is to go to an agency model. If you want to be making, what is it? People say 10K months, then you need a team blah, blah, blah. So you think, okay, well, that's the direction I need to take my business in. So that's the direction I tried and realized it probably wasn't the way to take my business. Mm, Which we're definitely going to come on to in a second. I want to go back to this whole pressure thing. So I agree with you. My, My feelings on this are very similar. Basically, I experienced exactly the same thing. So I set up as a freelancer for the second time in 2019 so we have a very similar timeline husband um I was I left my job I was on maternity leave left my job because I wanted to spend more time with my child and then I went freelance again set up as my own as myself I was doing brand strategy and content and all sorts of stuff so I hired a business coach and she came from the culture of coaching which is kind of the culture of in order to be a success in inverted commas and to hit these 10k plus months you have to scale your business exactly what you said and so I I remember the conversation I had with her which was I was like oh you know I really want to grow like my business and she was like you need to start an agency and I was like I don't want to start an agency like I've just come out of agency life I've been doing it for a really long time I don't want to do that like that literally puts the fear in me (laughs) and she basically like coached me out of that fear, which was great because a lot of it was complete, you know, it's just mindset bollocks. But at no point did I really ever check in with myself as to whether an agency is really was going to be conducive to my lifestyle. I just got sucked in yeah, to this vortex of, you know, you, you're experienced, you know, like you need to, this is the next stage for you. Like you know, you can totally do this. Like, you know, you're a badass, like all of that noise. Yeah. But you do, you do internalize that, don't you? And you go, yeah, I can do this. I am a badass. I can start an agency without, like you said, taking that second to step back and go, is this what I actually want though? Yeah. Mm. And, and it's that moment when you go, you you know, you're, you're however many months in and you go, oh, my gosh, this is not, this is not what I signed up for. So tell me about that moment where you realized you almost had like a, maybe it was a light bulb moment. Maybe it was over a series of of weeks or months where it sort of started to sink in that this wasn't for you. Tell us more about when that happened. 
yeah, and why? It, think about the timelines. It all happened very fast. So Fika Digital set up in January 2021. All these feelings of, yes, I've got this. I'm going to set up an agency. I'm going to build a team. It's going to be amazing. And it was like September 2021. So like three months, I hadn't even like officially launched. And by that point I was already going, something doesn't feel right. Like things are going to shit and I don't know why. So in October, 2021, I had a business coach from October, 2021 to January, 2022. So I had a business coach for three months who I would catch up with every fortnight, do exercises, kind of homework um, with that. And she came at a really good time for me. So between September to December, things just snowballed in the opposite direction. So for one reason or another, I was losing client after client. One client left because they were restructuring. Another left because they were bringing somebody on in-house. Another one hadn't financially recovered from COVID and couldn't pay any more for marketing. Um, and so on and so forth. So none, none of those reasons were a reflection on me. But at the same time as that happening, I was having all these amazing conversations with new leads. And then you send that proposal and you just get silence. So I was kind of taking all of this on board. And I, I cried a lot. <laughs> Between September 21 and January 2022, I cried a lot. And I was going this isn't for me. I I can't do this. I'm not cut out, cut out for this life. And kind of like how you spoke to a business coach and they went, you need to scale, you need an agency. That's the only way to go. My business coach had the opposite effect where she kind of got me to sit and realize and go, what is the difference? When you set up Fika Digital, what's changed in you between setting it up and when you felt really like empowered in your business and you felt like you could do it and you just trusted and believed in yourself, what's changed from then to this moment now where you're full of this self-doubt, you don't believe that you can do it and you just feel like it's all crumbling around you. And I realized the only difference between those two points was that I'd started this agency. And by starting the agency, I'd kind of removed myself from my own business. So when I was freelance, I was the face of my business. I was speaking to clients. I was building those relationships. And then when I scaled to this agency model, it was kind of like putting up this barrier in between me and my business, which isn't what I wanted. Obviously, Fika Digital was all about connection. And yet somehow this agency model had taken away that connection part. And I'd lost that, not not necessarily lost that passion. I was still really passionate and I really wanted to make it work, but something just wasn't clicking. And that was a point when I realized when she kind of, I mean, bless her, she had to draw it out of me. I think I was probably the most difficult client she had <laughs> for like months. But once I kind of got that breakthrough with her, I think that was when I realized I need to go back to freelance. I need to go back to this method where I am the person that is working close with people. It's what I enjoy. It's what I love about my business. And that's the thing that makes me show up on a Monday and go, 
yes, this is it. Yes. This is what I should be doing. Yes. I just want you to know that while you were talking about all of that stuff, I was literally like welling up because oh, no. I just feel, I feel it in my bones, Tasman. I feel this experience. So it's so close to home for me. And I'm sure we're not the only women out there who've done this, which is why I really wanted to do this episode of, of this podcast, because I think there are so many women out there who've gone down this route, who've been swept away with this, this dream. Yeah. And also it's important to say that this could be your dream. This could be the thing for you. This could also work for you. This could be everything you ever hoped and dreamed of. But the big thing that I think we share in common is that we reached a point where we were like, fuck, I literally don't want my life to be like this. Like, why have I, why, why did I think, I mean, I don't know about you, but I worked in agencies for years and they were always stressful. And there's like never any time really to switch off. Like it was always on. Yeah. Why did I think that having my own agency would be any different? And then this faceless company that we create. Yeah. We create this faceless company. We think, oh, I'm going to be all official now. I'm going to be a we instead of a me. That'll be great. People, people will respect me more. They'll pay me more. But, you know, we'll, we need to bust the myth that in order to scale and make money that you need to somehow be a limited company and be like a faceless company. And we also need to bust the myth that somehow you cannot charge more if you're not that either. Like yeah. you can charge whatever you fucking want if you're even if you're a freelancer yeah it really doesn't matter no but that's what I did I was like oh I need to be a we so then I then worked on stripping all that back going back from we to me putting myself at the heart of it and I think I said to you it was February so I had this kind of September to January I was in a pit the very, very bottom of the roller coaster, I was done. In January, I was applying for jobs and I was like, do you know what, I just need to get out. I need to, I can't do this, I need to get out. And I don't know what happened, but in February, something just clicked where I just had this new lease of life. It Maybe it was a bit of a fuck it attitude that like, do you know what, I've hit the bottom. What's the worst that can happen? I'll, I'll find the job. And I think that took the pressure off me that in February, I was like, right, we'll just keep going, give it another shot. And I had this new lease of energy, this new lease of life where I went back to how I was before being agency when I was the freelancer, Tasman, freelancer, Fika Digital, and put myself back at the heart of the business. And I mean, it's now September 2022. So things have worked out. I've managed to keep going for eight months since that pit of despair um so you you're right like things work out you can get there you just gotta learn how to kind of ride those waves and stay connected with what you actually want and try and tune out all the unnecessary unhelpful unhelpful under the guise of being helpful noise that you you don't need to listen to it just listen to like what you actually want yeah such good advice there I mean, my mantra for all, all things work freelancing is if it doesn't feel good, then don't fucking do it. Like it's that simple. If it's not making you feel good, if it's not sustainable, if it isn't kind of adding to your personal values and the what you really like want for your life, 
no unsubscribe and you mentioned the the bottom of the roller coaster there and I don't I don't want to drag up this this kind of bottom of the roller coaster but I really want to understand how did you feel at that what was what was what were you feeling and what were you thinking at the bottom of that roller coaster in that kind of pit of despair that you you kind of as you as you named it yeah so for me the bottom of that roller coaster it was just these feelings that i can't do it that it would be like oh seals down the road she could do this she's amazing but it's me i can't do it i'm the problem like i'm what's wrong here so i'm i'm not cut out for this i need to go find a job i need to work for somebody else cuz i can't do freelance work which which felt shit it felt really shit because i knew i don't want to work for somebody else i'm not i'm not made to work for other people i'm a terrible employee because i want to be the person at the top <laughs> like so i know that even though i was saying this like well that's what i need to do i need to find a company that i'll enjoy working at at the same time i was going yeah but you don't want that like that's going against everything that you want but i couldn't get past this voice in my brain that was going yeah but you can't do this so it was just a complete lack of self-belief and like as I said I, I cried a lot and it was all behind closed doors I didn't really let on to anybody else that this is what I was going through and this is how I felt in my business at the time because I didn't want to appear like a failure but the truth is when you do finally open up you realize that other people have those exact same thoughts they have those exact same experiences where they also want to burn everything to the ground. And they'll also probably have those moments where they're applying to jobs going, I need to just get out of this. Like, you're not on your own. Yeah. So important to just take a like little moment to remember that kind of despair because it helps us like refocus on like, okay, like you said before, I've been in this pit of despair I felt really shit. I really like thought I couldn't do it. But actually, let's remind ourselves that actually it wasn't that you couldn't do it and that you were a failure and you're not cut out for it. It just wasn't the right path for you. And I honestly took so long to just accept that this wasn't about, this wasn't a part of my skill set or my expertise or my lack of business knowledge or anything like that. Like, it's nothing to do with any of those things. It's just fucking hell. I have a child. I literally was trying to run an agency with a baby and working from home during a pandemic. I also started my agency in January 2020 yeah. and or my business, that part of my business in, in January 2020. And so, yeah, so it, it just, it's like in my body, this does not feel right. So I'm not going to do it anymore. And I am going to burn it to the ground and I'm okay with that. And I love that you, I, I think that's a really brave thing to do. And it sounds like you actually had that feeling and acted on that feeling much more in much more of a quick way than many would, including myself. It took me a long, long time to grieve the loss of my agency as it were. Yeah, I think it was whatever happened, something sparked where I was like, well, I don't have to do it this way. Like I can get back to running my business the way that I enjoyed doing it. 
And why not just give that a try? Like nobody said I have to be an agency. When I was freelance, I loved my business. Yes, I was burning myself out, but I loved what I was doing. So why not pivot back? There's no rule book. So there's nothing saying I can't go, hey, do you know what? I tried agency, decided I don't like it. I'm going to go back to freelance. So that's what I did. I went back to freelance, but I went back to freelance taking the lessons that I'd learned from agency where I'd gone, okay, I know I want to work closely with people one-to-one. I don't really want a team of subcontractors. I do still work with subcontractors, but on a much smaller scale. Like I think I've worked with them on some small projects this year, but I'm not working people on a monthly basis. So I knew I could scale it back. The elements of agency life that I like, I could bring with me. The rest of it can get burnt to the ground. And then with the freelance side, it was going, knowing that I could go back to freelancing, but with better boundaries and putting those boundaries in place so that I continue to enjoy freelancing without touch wood, because it's the hardest thing to do without burning myself out. Yeah. But it's a, it's a constant learning curve, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And it, and it really is like, like you, you've, you've really had to to ride the waves, the roller coaster, whatever analogy you want to use. And though all those, all those kind of learnings are helping shape what kind of business you want to run. And it's my deep belief that you can design your business however you want it to be. And you don't need to listen to anybody else telling you, well, you need to do it like this or that, or you need to have a VA or you need to have that. Like you do it, you do you. Like if you only want to work two days a month and just write blog posts, fine, do that. Like nobody, there's no, there's no rule book. There's no yeah. um, template. And I think that is really nice and refreshing to speak to a freelancer who's kind of gone through the the mill a little bit in quite a fast way. Like a lot of freelancers will, you know, start the business and then kind of have a couple of years of just freelancing, but it, it all happened really quickly for yeah. you. And I actually think that bravery of like starting the agency and like getting a team and it's really helped advance your, what I kind of feel are like your badge, like your badges, like they're like little learning badges, aren't they? Like going back to girl guides, but like, yeah, I've got my imposter syndrome badge. I know how to deal with that. I mean, it still comes up, but like, I've got it. Or like, I feel yeah, I've like got my this boundaries. Is, this is definitely an avenue. Like if somebody started a business selling freelance badges, I'd buy a sash and I'd buy the badges. <laughs> <laughs> I'd earn the badges. <laughs> that is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Because that literally was just like a, like, was literally like a weird seal's thought that popped into my head. We love but, it. But, but I, I do, I really see them like, you know, little badges of honor or, or badges of failure or badges yeah. of lessons that you're collecting all the time. And like, every time you fuck something up, you're like, oh yeah, don't do that again. Amazing. I got a badge. Like, yeah. Yes, another one. Another badge for the collection. Totally. But, yeah. I guess it happened fast, but. I guess that also just shows that there's no timeline to freelancing. Mm. Like we're all on our own schedule. So we need to make sure we're not comparing our freelance journey to somebody else's. Like it happened fast for me, but at the same time, I feel like I've been freelancing for like 10 years because of it. And I haven't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you've been to freelancing. Time doesn't exist. 
<laughs> you've, got, you've got done the freelancer boot camp and the agency boot camp. You've got yeah. both of those badges. <laughs> but yeah, time time's just a man-made construct. Like go at whatever pace works for you. Go fast, go slow, mix it up, change everything around. Like it just doesn't matter, does it? You just got to, like you said, build the business that works for you rather than building the business that you think you should be doing. Mm. So let's talk about some of those things you've let go of, the things that are no longer part of your business. What are the big differences between how you used to run your business and how you run it now? I think, honestly, the biggest difference, it's nothing tangible, it's nothing in my processes or the way that I work. It's the mindset that I have towards the work that I'm doing. So when I was agency, I kept thinking about me and the team and we're going to do this and I'll work with clients that are like in this particular style. Whereas now my mindset shifted and it's, you know, what do I want out of this relationship? Like yeah. making sure I'm working with the clients who I actually feel aligned to rather than just taking clients on and going, oh, well, I could get such a person to work on this project with me and I could bring on this person and we could take on all these clients and build the team and work with, work on them. Scrap that. We're not doing that. I'm working with the people who I want to work with and I'm running my business in the way that I want to do it, not because I feel like I have to run it that way. So it was very much mindset was the biggest difference between the two. Um, other than that whether it's agency or freelance the work I'm actually doing hasn't changed all that much I've got a bit more structured in the sense of going okay well I know that I really enjoy SEO led and audience led blog posts so let's try and get more of that work in there or I really like doing the strategy stuff so I'll try and get a few strategy projects going on but that's one of the things that I think comes with time in your business, not necessarily whether you're freelance or agency, um, just the biggest difference has been the mindset. That's all I can say. Like the day-to-day work doesn't look any different. You could probably look at my work during that time and go, well, your systems, your processes haven't changed all that much. So whether I was freelance or agency, it didn't really matter. It was that label that I put on agency life And this idea as to building a team that had kind of the biggest impact. And as soon as I went, fuck it, I don't need to do that. I'm not doing that anymore. That was kind of the turning point for me and made me go, yeah, okay, it's just me. I love doing this. I'm working with people I like. I'm working the hours I want to. I'm getting stricter on those boundaries. Love it. So so inspiring. And um, I hope as well that, almost that change from agency to freelance again is that you aren't you haven't changed your pricing massively like you kept with your agency pricing which I'm sure you were felt much bolder about charging those prices yeah yeah that's absolutely true like I might have transitioned back to freelance but I haven't lost any income I've not lost any earnings I'm operating at the same level I'm still expected another kind of year-on-year growth things are looking healthy and that's just because I've got this belief in myself like you said I realized I can charge what I want to charge it doesn't have to be under this guise of it being an agency 
Exactly. So, yeah, today we have burnt agencies to the ground. It's quite actually quite cathartic, this conversation, um, because, as I say, um, not everyone is cut out for it and it's not for everyone. And if, if it is for you and it's your dream and if you've made it work, then fucking hell, I am. I take my hat off to you because it's one of the, and I know you'll agree with me, Tasman, it's one of the most soul no character building <laughs> so dark night of the soul i don't know what i was trying to say there but character building experiences and um yeah a time of time in our careers that we will never forget for so many reasons good and bad so there is a question tasman that i've been asking my guests all of this year and it's basically i want to know what do you do to feel confident in your business or in yourself what's your confidence ritual if you have one I like this question um I'm very much I mean I'm a writer by trade I'm a content marketer a copywriter so for me that confidence within my business comes from introspection and comes from writing so in the morning what I like to do when I'm getting ready I'm starting my day I've sat down at my desk at 8am if I'm feeling eager. I've got a drink in my hand and I journal. But I journal on like three specific questions. And I think these questions, A, keep me grounded in my business and keep me on track. But they also give me that reassurance that actually, look how well you're doing. You can do this. This is what you've got to do today. Like you've got it in the bag. So oh. journaling is like my little confident secret whilst being like a really nice thing to do because then you get to look back on it on the days when you're feeling really low you can look back and go oh yeah I did that oh that's that's something that I achieved oh I mm. got through that patchy moment I love that can you tell us what the three questions are yes of course so yes. question number one is what was yesterday's win <gasps> so you've got to you have to write something down as well. Like you can't leave it blank. Even if yesterday was an absolute shitstorm, <laughs> you need to have an answer. And that answer, the answer can be, I showed up for work. I sat on I my desk. I put the laundry on. <laughs> yeah, I, I survived a shitstorm. Like it's day two and I've showed up again. But you have to have an answer to what's yesterday's win. And then by doing that, you end up with this bank. I mean, if you do that from January the 1st to December the 31st, you've got a whole year 365 days if we do it over weekends which we shouldn't because we're not working but you've got a whole year then of wins where you can go so good. I've done this question number two is what is today's priorities so as you are all too familiar with I'm sure when you're freelance your to-do list it's not got three things on it it hasn't got five things on it your to-do list hasn't got seven things on it. Your oh, no. to-do list is never-ending. So this question for me, I have to write, I can only write a maximum of three things down. So I have to say, right, by the end of the day, these are the three things that I have to complete. Everything else, it can be moved. It doesn't matter. But these are my three priorities. And that helps me kind of, get over this kind of scarcity mindset, get over this mindset of going, I need to complete all of this. I need to go off 600 miles an hour and I can't do it. 
because I go, actually, it doesn't matter. Like these, the goalposts are movable. Like these deadlines are arbitrary. Apart from like the deadlines which are set in stone, but we've given ourselves enough time to get to them on a day-to-day basis. Just focus on three things. If you can get them done, amazing. Everything else that you do is then a bonus. So that kind of gave me this self-assurance on a day-to-day basis that if I was feeling really overwhelmed, then it's okay. If I can do these three things, I'm doing all right. And then the third question, um, it's one that I'd ask every day, but I'd set it on the first day of the week. So my third question is, what are this week's actions? And this question on Monday through to Friday, the answer would always be the same thing. But the idea behind this question is that whereas question number two is focused on priorities in terms of client priorities, what I need to do to get my clients closer to their goals. Question number three is about what I'm doing to work on my business. So I'm not working on my clients' businesses. I'm not doing work for them. What am I doing for my business? What are my actions? So this could be things like having a conversation with somebody new, posting on Twitter, going live on Instagram, writing a blog post, reconnecting with old leads, whatever my answer is here, I'd set it on Monday and then every single day I'd write it down as a reminder to myself to make sure I'm doing that action. And that was kind of there to make sure that I'm not forgetting about the needs of my own business. And kind of all together, those three questions make me feel like I have my shit together, make me feel like, actually, I'm in control of my business. I can do this. I'm a strong, independent freelancer who is confident and ready to move forward with my day. Oh, so good. So, so good. There are, I mean, anyone listening to this who likes journaling or likes goal setting will be lapping that up. I think that's such a great, simple structure to follow. And I think in some ways we all kind of ask ourselves those questions, but to have it in a kind of formal process that you do every day is so fucking amazing. I love it. And I'm so happy that you shared that with us because I think it's super valuable and super inspiring. So thank you. Thank you. Well, Tasmin, it's been absolutely lovely to talk to you. And I'm so, so happy that you're now in a place where you're like this self-contained, boundaried, happier, stronger, more experienced freelancer. That just gives me such good vibes for the end of the show. Yeah, I've got all the all the badges on my sash. <laughs> she has, she's got them all. Um, I've checked. Um, Tasmin, if people want to connect with you on social media, um, where can we find you? So the best place to find me is Instagram at Tasmin Loftow. So just my full name. There is a Fika Digital UK Instagram, but as we know, I'm putting myself back at the heart of my business. So connect with me at Tasman Lofthouse on Instagram or if you're a Twitter person then you can find me there under at Grandiose Days because I realize you don't need to be fancy and have everything aligned like go with what works and I'm a big fan of tweeting all my mindless thoughts so if you want to <laughs> let's it. connect on Twitter <laughs> oh fantastic well we link we'll link those in the show notes 
And yeah, thank you so, so much for everything you shared today and for being so open and honest about your journey. Um, it's been really, really lovely talking to you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I've loved it. And like I say, it's been so cathartic. I could have just chatted for hours about this topic. I think it's one that we all need to have with ourselves as a conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a good one. Thanks for listening today, love. Now, if you'd like to access more epic freelancer support and resources, then head on over to fiercelyfreelance.co. This is where you'll find classes, tools and courses to help you grow your business. And you can also come and find us on Instagram as well, where you'll get lots of savvy tips and advice. So we're at Fiercely Freelance on Instagram. And finally, if you're enjoying the show, I would love if you could spend a couple of moments to rate and review us as well. Big love and see you again soon.